Welcome to Eat This Scroll, a University Fellowship Church podcast. My name is Chris Moore, and we bring this to you twice a week. Twice a week, we are uh, coming together, a couple staff members, and chewing on God's word and what they've been encouraged by, and and then share that with you. So this week, we've got Sean Duncan with us. I am back. Sean. I'm here. Tell us. Tell us how we should feel right now. It's a special moment. It is. It's one that we can all celebrate together. <laughs> Momentous, whether you're in your car or you're taking a stroll, because this is going to be the last episode in the Sermon on the Mount. We've done it. We've done it. I need a soundboard. Lord willing, if these actually get published, we've done it. <laughs> but like, at least you Jesus and I, comes back. Yeah. we've done it. Like we, we're about to finish this and get through it. It's been about a year of recording these. Yeah. Yeah. Noah was still cooking away. In yeah, Chelsea's belly. my daughter wasn't even born. That's mm. crazy. Whoa, that's wild. That just really uh, put it in pr- into perspective for <laughs> Isn't me. That wild. <laughs> We've been doing this longer than my daughter has been born. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I hope figure. you guys are really grateful at home. I <laughs> <laughs> really appreciate this <laughs> commitment. So we are we are finally at the very end of the Sermon on the Mount. We've we uh, have covered a whole plurality of issues. Mm-hmm. And uh, so why don't you get us caught up yeah. right to the end for the final moments. All right. As you know, <laughs> the Sermon on the Mount is Jesus's longest recorded teaching. <laughs> I'm going to chop this up and put them side by side. <laughs> it goes from Matthew chapter five to Matthew chapter seven. Uh, the crowds were following him. He goes up on a mountain and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. So it's directed towards the disciples disciples but there are also crowds listening but as he speaks to his disciples he blesses them he tells them who they are as his followers as his follower follower wait well we can edit that later yep anyways <laughs> I'll throw um, in there people are following jesus <laughs> and because they are doing that they have a new identity in jesus mm-hmm. jesus talks about who he is he tells them what it looks like ethically and morally to be a citizen of the kingdom of heaven um, he talks about motivations and disciplines of the kingdom to, to pray and how to do it, to, to fast and how to do it. He talks about giving and how to do it. He talks about our relationship to our money and, and our desires in life. He talks about how to navigate interpersonal relationships when someone has sin in their life and you know deal with your log and then help your brother or your sister with that speck in their heart. But you need to see clearly first, you know? So mm-hmm. he's taken us everywhere imaginable and all of it has been in an eternal perspective of eternal life so we've gotten to the end and the end is just this um his entire summary is he keeps going through and he's giving all these pairs and basically he's just asking everyone to make a choice you have to make a decision when it comes to jesus about whether or not you're going to follow him or not follow him. So whether you are a non-believer or a believer, following Jesus is a daily decision. So even the believer has to wake up and choose to pick pick up their cross and follow him. Um, so he's he said, you know, there there's two different gates. One's really wide, easy to enter through. One's really narrow and and hard to enter through. There's two different ways, two different roads. One road is really wide and easy. The other road is full of trials and suffering, but the easy road and, and wide gate leads to destruction. Unfortunate destination. The other one though, 
by implication, it leads to life. So although it might be more narrow and harder to navigate, Jesus is the way and Jesus is the gate and taking that gate and taking that way leads to eternal life. There are also false prophets. There is the true prophet Jesus, but then there are also false prophets who will claim to be something more than they are. And the way you'll really know is on the day of judgment when either they're cut down in death, which Jesus was resurrected and no one else was, um, or on the day when we're all resurrected and we stand before the judgment throne and God divides people one to eternal life, the other to eternal death. Then uh, last week he gave us warning that there's two types of people. One, Jesus knows, and the other, Jesus does not. And the ones who Jesus knows, they're the ones who who are invited into the kingdom. And and the way that they know they are known by Jesus is because the Father has given them to Jesus. And we know that he knows us because we listen to his voice and we trust him and we believe in his works rather than our own. So now all that's coming to a close. This is the final uh, differentiation of two different options. Which one are you going to choose? And here's what Jesus says, Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. Classic. And that is the end of the Sermon on the Mount. Can you imagine if I ended a sermon like that? Like not even a, now let's pray. (laughs) Yeah. See you later. Yeah. Off to my next town. Yeah. It just pieces out (laughs) off of of that. Okay. So two options. Really easy to tell, right? Yeah. You either build on the rock or you build on the sand. If you build on the sand, you're facing the same destruction that he's been talking about the last few times I've been on here. So um, the wide gate and the easy path that leads to destruction, the Um, bad tree that produces bad fruit that is cut down and thrown into the fire. The people who say, look at everything we did for you. They are workers of lawlessness and they will be, they will be told to depart from Jesus on that day. So it's a day of judgment. And here also now um, the rains fall. So same event for everyone. Although some stand and some are washed away. How do you build your house? Chris, do you get a hammer out? Do you get some nails? I don't know yeah. very many tools. <laughs> You've exhausted you my a, a saw. <laughs> I saw something once. Okay, back to oh, the no. Sermon on the Mount. Okay, so there. Uh, here's how you do it. Here's how you build on the rock. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them mm-hmm. will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. So the way you build your house on the rock is you hear Jesus's words and you respond to them appropriately. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. That can't be simple as that. (laughs) So here's the two things I think he, he means, um, because we've got to remember this is not just a recording of things that happened. It's also a, a gospel. It's a book that, that Matthew has written and the entire book is functioning to present something about Jesus. Yeah. So, when he says everyone who hears these words of mine and does them, 
what's the whole Sermon on the Mount been? Like that's the words that he's talking about in the immediate context, but then also the entire book of Matthew, all the words of his that he speaks. Yeah, um, He's not just resp- talking about some of his words. He's speaking about all of his words. Mm-hmm. So Jesus spoke a lot more times in the gospel of Matthew than just these words, but he also spoke these ones. So if you want to build your house on the rock, you not only need to hear the word, but do the word. Hmm. I wonder where his brother James came up with the phrase, <sighs> do not just be hearers of the word, but be doers also. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's so neat. Yeah. That's where, that's yeah. where James picked it up. He picked it up from his brother who was God incarnate. His half brother. Yeah. His half brother. <laughs> um, I feel so pretentious when I point that out, but it tickles me. <laughs> Jesus, anyways, <laughs> uh, Jesus did also say at the beginning of the sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter five, he said, um, that he didn't come to abolish the law and the prophets. Um, he came to fulfill them. And then he says that the entire word of God is going to stand until even heaven and earth pass away. It says, therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So he, he began the Sermon on the Mount by talking about the words of scripture. Mm-hmm. And he said, the one who not only does these, but teaches these is going to be called great in the kingdom of heaven. And then he's ending the Sermon on the Mount by saying, everyone who listens to my words and yeah. does them will be like a wise man who builds his house on a rock. So what just got put into, um, What was he equating to each other? But Sean, Jesus never called himself God. Oh, well, that's just simply not true at all. (laughs) Um, But but let's just imagine that that it was true. What what did he just equate? He equated his words to the revelation of God. Yeah. Yeah. So his word is on par with scripture. So Mm -hmm. um, we're going to end with this, but here's what the immediate response is in Matthew chapter seven. After he finishes saying all those things, It says, when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching for he was teaching them as one who had authority and not as their scribes. Mm -hmm. It's as if he's speaking with the authority of God. So he put, he puts, yeah, like a prophet, Mm -hmm. the true prophet. So he puts his words on par with that of scripture as something that when you do them, it will go well. If you don't, if you reject them, if you don't listen, you'll face destruction. Um, so then we can expand out from the Sermon on the Mount and think, okay, well, what was like Jesus's overall message? Well, you know, he talks about how he's the son of man and how he's going to be handed over to death and how he's come to give his life for, as a ransom for many. And he says that whoever believes in the son will not perish, but have everlasting life. So um, we see on a large scale that from Jesus's words, that what it means to hear his words and quote unquote do them is to believe in Jesus. Uh, even in, in uh, John chapter uh, six, I believe it is the crowds come to him and they're like, what must we be doing to be doing the works of God? And he says, you want to do the works of God? Believe in the one who he sent. Mm-hmm. So to, to quote unquote, do the works of God, you believe in Jesus. Like yeah. that is the work of God because the will of the father is that you would you would look upon the son and believe in him. Mm-hmm. That's God's will for your life is that you'd believe in Jesus. Yeah. So start there. So that's a fundamentally what it means to, to hear these words and do them. And then by doing so, you begin to build your life on the rock, but hold on. What does that make the rock? Jesus. 
Jesus. Yeah. Jesus is the rock. His words are the rock. So his words are equal to him mm-hmm. and he is his words. So there's um, a unity and yet distinction between the, the person and the word. Wow, man. Who else in the Bible is ever referred to as rock? Is that a common thing that people are referred to as? No. See, Caiaphas. Yeah. Peter is yeah. called rock. That's very true. And I believe he's the only one mm-hmm. who's called rock um, besides Dwayne Johnson. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. So in case you've like never read through your Old Testament, it's totally okay. For now, you should start. It's awesome. God is the rock. Throughout the Psalms, throughout the Old Testament, God is the rock. He's the rock. He's the refuge for his people. And he is the establishment that keeps them safe. He is the rock all throughout scripture. That's what God is called. So then here is Jesus and he's saying, hey, if you listen to my words and you do them, you'll be like a wise man building your house on the rock. Mm -hmm. Well, He's putting his words on par with the words of scripture, which are God's words and to build your life on Jesus's words and to be that be building on the rock. Well, now God and Jesus are on par with each other. Yeah. So that's why the crowds are like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> he is speaking with some insane authority right now. E- either he is a lunatic Mm-hmm. Or he is someone that we all need to listen to because he's speaking as if he is God himself. Mm-hmm. So you, friend, can either build your entire house, your life. You, you can put all the eggs in the basket of Jesus or something else. Those are the only two options. It's either Jesus and nothing else or everything else and not Jesus. Mm-hmm. Those are your two options. Building on Jesus is building on God himself. And because God is a God who does not change, his words are trustworthy and true. And there is a unity yet distinction between God and the word. In the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. Mm -hmm. You can trust his words. And even when the rain and the floods and the winds come, your house will stand. But if you build it on anything else, you'll be destroyed. So my plea would be, listen to the words of Jesus. First and foremost, believe in him. Believe that you are a sinner in need of a savior. Believe that you are sick in need of a good physician. And believe that Jesus really did die the death that you deserve. And that he really does offer you the righteousness that you need. Believe that. And as you believe that, follow him. And although the gate is narrow and there's only one way, which is Jesus, um, and the way is hard, it leads to life, abundant life, better than anything else. And every other option will lead to destruction. One other thing I want to point out is that both houses go through the storm. Mm -hmm. So dear listener, following Jesus does not mean you have a storm free life. It means you have a storm proof life. Those are very different. Everyone is going to go through the storm. The question is, will you make it to the other side? Jesus does not offer a a storm-free life. He offers you a storm-proof life. And that is far better because everyone's going to go through the storm. Yeah. Okay. So here's the conclusion of all this. The crowds were astonished at his teaching for he was teaching them as one who had authority and not as their scribes. 
we would do well to recognize the same thing that they recognized, that Jesus is speaking with authority, uh, meaning we need to listen to him. He is an authority figure. He is not just a mere teacher. He's not um, a philosopher. He's not just a wise sage. He's God himself. He speaks with authority because he has authority. And in fact, even as the, the book of Matthew ends, all authority in heaven on earth is given to Jesus. So we would do well to listen to the one who has authority over our own life. That'll preach. And that is the Sermon on the Mount. Wow. Yeah. So the best thing to do now, when you get to the end, you're like, oh man, I really need to listen to his words. Go back to the beginning. Yep. And listen to these podcasts. <laughs> Just kidding. But well, you could. I, I'll probably listen to them again at some point. Yeah. Because you cannot exhaust the Sermon on the Mount. Although you can understand it clearly, mm-hmm. you will never exhaust it fully. Yeah. And I think it's like watching any good movie. Mm-hmm. You watch it and then you go back and you see the things you missed and you see put new the things. pieces together. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, what a great and encouraging message and journey that we have been on the last just about a year. We did it, man. We did it. We did it. And you yeah. did it too. Thanks for being here with us. Yep. We'll get you on the next episode. Next one. Next episode. When you're on. I don't know who the next episode is. Okay, bye. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's Word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week. So please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor, and make disciples. 